0: FM 100.5 Smyrna and online at WGNSradio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS.
1: All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, and the Blue Raider Insider Report sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with
0: Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports
2: Talk. Tim Tackett along with Jeff Jordan. It is a Monday. It is a warm Monday. Jeff probably walked 18 holes of golf today, right? <laughs> I didn't even think about golf today or any other day for that matter. <laughs> summertime has come. I tell you, one, the only thing hotter than the weather outside must be the Atlanta Braves. What's happened? You, you, you fussed about them a couple
3: weeks ago. I'm still fussing about them. Wait a minute. Every, everything I said last week is correct. Now I'm just. I, I, do I need to repeat what I said? Yes, you do. I, 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 All right. I,
2: I, I'm, a, I'm a miss here. Okay. To, live, am I talking 11th game winning streak right now? Right.
3: That's correct. Okay. That is right. And then beyond tonight, maybe get their 12th. That that is entirely possible. And the record for that team is 14. Uh, I do know that. I don't know when it was. It wasn't that long ago, actually. But you know, in the 2000s, sometime. I don't know. I said that uh, Acuna was was extremely talented, maybe the MVP of the league. Oh, yeah, we talk a little extra hot dog and mustard on him, though. He, and that weakens him, to me, a, a little bit, yes. And I said that the Braves were not a fundamentally sound team. They don't advance runners, and th- there's a lot of things they don't do. As long as you're winning, that disappears. Nobody thinks anything about that. That's all I was saying. And I stand by that, and, you, and you know what?
2: They're still a five and a half games behind the Mets. I mean, the Mets obviously got off to a blazing start, and
3: Philly's yeah. pretty good in that division too. Yeah, they are. And I, but I, I do think that maybe the lead at one point was nine. Wasn't it? I think it's five and a half now. No, I, I, five I, or five and I a half. I can't say that I kept up
2: with that division as
3: far as numbers are yeah. concerned. But I, 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 and it's a long way to go. You oh, and I yes. both know that it, that in the, particularly the first half of the year. I mean, 7, 8, 10-game lead, that looks good. You like that. You want that and all that kind of stuff. But, hey, those things evaporate a lot of times. You and I have never been through a grind of a
2: 162-game season. Ooh, no. And in, in spring training before that and so forth. To, to us, what, 33 or four high school basketball games is about
3: enough to drive you crazy. It, it, yes, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, you, you know, you practice two or three times a week. And and you play in a couple of times a week, maybe three, um, and it, it's yes, it's a long. It can be a long year, sure can. Topics up
2: today: uh, the World Series of college baseball. The last two teams will be named tonight. Uh, enjoyed watching. Uh, if you're a Tennessee fan, you didn't couldn't have enjoyed yesterday at all. But uh, what, what's interesting about that, Jeff? Five has five, six teams have been named of the eight so far. Five of those counting Texas and Oklahoma, which they're not part of the SEC yet, but they kind of are, five of those teams come out of the SEC. Another yeah. one can be named tonight, and that's a question we'll get to maybe now or later. Is it really good for college sports for one conference to dominate the way the SEC has and will, certainly by adding Texas to Oklahoma, and football, uh, baseball, uh, they are without question now the, the, the power conference in in the, in the land. Well, is he?
3: It's good for that school. Is he good for the the conference? Probably not necessarily. Uh, uh, I'm,
2: I'm talking about and, good
3: for the overall atmosphere. No, it's not of, uh, good the college for the sports. sport itself. No, uh, I don't think. Uh, and and I've said that before uh, about. Uh, really, the only teams I could say it about were Oakland and Riverdale football, and 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 that is that. The other guy needs to win some. You know, I mean, I think it's just good for the sport. If you go into the season and think, well, you know, uh, and the last two or three years, we've named Oakland the champion in August. And, yeah, sure. And they won it. And and, you, and what sixteen, <laughs> eighteen good. years ago, you all could have done that for Riverdale. Exactly. And you know, I uh, but is it good for the sport? Probably not. No, but I mean, that's the way it is. We don't we don't just decide those things. But you're right. The SEC has been creeping up on on an excellence in a in a in a conference that we have probably never seen before and they're there now and and they and when they add Oklahoma and Texas which are two powerful clubs with powerful uh, athletic programs the SEC will be even stronger
2: well I'm counting them now is that five of those six and the sixth Fair. one is Tennessee the team that was number one in the country had the best record right the huge upset to get beat by Notre Dame,
3: Jeff, yes, they could have been, easily would have been six out of six. Yes, that's that's correct. And it, um, I think, I think I'm right on this. At least I was told last night that I was right. Mm-hmm. I didn't look it up, but that the the record, Tennessee's wins this year, regular season, tournament, the whole thing, was an NCAA record. That the team with the most wins in the entire nation on their level will not be in the tournament. And I, I think I'm right about that. 57 wins, I believe. Is that I right? Think that's right. Uh,
2: now, I hadn't heard that being the record, but it certainly could be. I mean, 57 and 9 are going yeah, in. It's ridiculous, uh, really. Especially playing in a conference as good as the SEC. We've already identified that they weren't just playing uh, Sisters of the Poor night after night after night. They were playing Ole Miss, who's in the tournament. They were playing uh, uh, Kentucky. They were playing Vanderbilt, who normally is in the tournament, all that kind of thing. So, Great season. It's got to be a very disappointing twenty-four hours for Tennessee.
3: Yeah, I'm sure it is, and I hated to see it yesterday. I really wanted them to go and 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 be, and you know be there. To to me, getting to go to the tournament is a just a huge honor. I mean, it, it really is, and I, I stand by that. I think that's absolutely terrific to be able to go and. You got a chance to win, and that's, you know, but you certainly don't if you're not there. So they're not there. We talked about being unpredictable. My understanding is Ole Miss was probably the last team to get into the tournament,
2: <clears throat> and they end up beating Southern Miss, a very good Southern Miss team, at what ranked 12th or 13th in the country out of Conference USA. Blanked them twice. Southern Miss still hadn't scored, uh, and Ole Miss is, is rolling through it uh, to, to the, the grade eight. Uh, and so it. it more so than anything else, in
3: my mind, baseball is the most difficult to predict. Well, I think so. Yeah, I guess that's probably right. I really hadn't thought about that, but I guess I guess that is correct. Um, I'm, I have been watching something. Maybe I don't know if you've seen any of this or not. On one of the stations is reviewing the ACC basketball tournaments. No. Um, from the last, oh, I don't know how many decades they go back, but they go back a long way. And boy, I, I knew that was a good conference, and but when you start really looking at who and the tournament team is, the one that goes for a long time. Yes. Only the tournament yes, winner. Yes. Yes. Uh, later on, they, they, they of course expanded that, but, um, but boy, they have they have just been dominant, and there's nobody in the nation I don't think that can touch them. Now, you, can Kentucky? Yes, uh, yeah, they can. Uh, but I'm talking about the league, <laughs> the whole league. And, and think about the three teams that that are leading that
2: pack. Probably I haven't looked at those stats, but Duke, North Carolina, and North Carolina State, Jeff, are within
3: what, yeah, 20 minutes of each other. They really are. That's correct. That's right. But I, and I was, I'd really forgotten a lot of stuff that that I saw on there of how how. Uh, Wake Forest had been and won, and Virginia had won two or three in a row at one point, and just you know various schools, and it just a boy that's a that's a great a great conference. And then really SEC, is. we talked about in basketball,
2: Jeff. Kentucky carried that for a lot, the longest time, uh, what well, mid eighties before really it began to spread yeah. out, and and now Kentucky is not the dominant big bully in the sec at the, as they once were but they clearly are the ones that carried the load for the
3: sec for a long time that is correct and and improved the league as a whole by being so good themselves um a lot of teams decided well we're either going to be embarrassed yes or, or we're going to have to to rival them with coaches and recruiting and so forth and and they've managed to to do that also the the, the thing that's going on well, has been going on now uh, for a number of years. It's the one-and-done thing, recruiting the best freshmen in the country. They stay one year, maybe two. Well, everybody's doing that now, and the, the portable has opened that wide open. When you mentioned carrying the, the load,
2: I, I thought of Pat Head Summit at Tennessee and, and how Tennessee basketball, women's basketball grew, especially in this state, across the country really because of schools like Tennessee, probably led the pack uh, right now, I guess – Connecticut may be the more dominant of those teams, but for the longest time, it was Tennessee. They were
3: the, the program. That That is correct. Uh, and, you know, she – Pat Summit. I tell you what, is, uh, you know, practicing and, and playing in PE uniforms and all, almost no budget and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and she took it to where she took it to a, a remarkable story.
2: Well, she just about a year or two ahead of everybody else. And once she got that lead, she just was never – Willing to give it up and and uh, use that to her
3: advantage. Well, and I think too, it's fair to say that a lot of uh, people today have have are missing one thing that I've got, and that's age. Mm-hmm. And they don't remember Delta State, or Old Dominion, right, or teams like that that really set Immaculata. the pace. Oh, really set the pace in the beginning, and then of course they quickly got to. Well, maybe sometimes not so quickly.
2: That was was before NCAA. They were called. They were (laughs) different. I I can't even tell you what. The National Women's Basketball Association or something. Anyway, we've got a caller on the line. Get to that, and then we'll take a break. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Go ahead.
4: Whoa. There we go. How you doing, guys? We're good. Roll on. I'd like you to talk about the women's teams. The Old Dominion, Louisiana Tech back in the day when uh, the Malky played, you know. They had some some great teams uh, in he was AIAW for that.
2: That's it. They, you're they, exactly and, right. Thank you. and
4: they you. Uh, I know Cheney state when CBB and Schringer coached. You know they had some some great teams to do back there in the you know back there way back in the '70s and '60s. I don't know when the t- tournament took over, but I think it was the 80s sometime. I don't remember when the NCAA took it over, but but uh, you know I'm like saying and and, uh, and you talking about the ACC that they, they're a basketball. Basketball League, first thing about their tournament, their tournament, Jeff, is they never stopped theirs. They, they started, I think it started in the 50s, and they never stopped it. So The SEC stopped theirs, and their only 50s, they stopped that for about 25 years or more. They stopped it, and in, in, in 79, they they brought it back, and the ACC never. So back then, the ACC, their tournament winner was the automatic bid, and back then, the SEC whoever won the regular season, went to the NCAA tournament. So majority of the time Kentucky would be majority the time be the champion would go would go because you only had what 16 teams or 24 whatever it was yeah back back way back there in the day so that's why you know of course when they kept expanding the field you had to have more
2: uh, yeah they went know, from 14, 16 to 24 to 32 to 48 32, to
4: 64 48, to 68 now yeah 48 to 68 now so yeah it expanded over the whole years but y'all y'all talking about Tennessee and you know to, to me guys Tennessee did to themselves when they've been villains all year long they they throw the bats. They, you know, they danced with the first base coach. The guy, I'm sure you all saw it in the regionals, guy around in first base flipping the bird, y'all say that. No, I missed that. Flipping the bird off and doing all this stuff and standing at second base, you know, beating his chest and all this other stuff. So, I mean, you know, they uh, they they're, they're, they love to be love to be hated, I guess, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, they had a great year, but they didn't get it done. And I, I had friends of mine tell me that if they didn't win it all, it would be a disappointing season. It would be a failure. They didn't win the whole thing and they, you know, they dominated, this they say they're the first team to win the baseball, the basketball at the same time, but they don't mention it. It took them 43 years to win the win the basketball tournament, it took them 27 years to win the baseball tournament. In 1979, the last time they won it, before well, they won it this year in basketball. You know, they treat that like a national championship, so that's what, you know, but they'll be back. They got, they got Beam and Burns. There'll be sophomores they're coming back pitching-wise, and, you know, they'll, they'll be okay, and they'll recruit and transfer a portal and all that other other kind of uh, other kind of stuff. So they'll be uh, they'll be back. I'm hoping middle can get better. They've got some real good recruits. Some Indians fall white middle, Tennessee kids, Rutherford kids and some other ones they got to side beside some real good pitchers. so I'm hope they can uh, get better but I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm surprised and uh, that the uh, Southern Miss got beat, but uh, and also it's an interesting two-part thing with the online. I'm sure y'all read it. So, but I'll hang up, and listen, guys. I enjoy your show. All right, appreciate what you do.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Let's go ahead and take a quick break because we've got to get one in. We've got to get out of here today at 5:50 because the red-hot red, hot, red Atlanta Braves are going to be playing baseball right here on this station. We'll be right back.
5: Hello friends, Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one. There are so many details to tie up, it really can be overwhelming. Again, more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or
1: their loved one's funeral saying it would have been a financial hardship had we not
0: let me help you pre-plan call me at
5: 615-893-2422
0: all sports talk on news radio wgns on fm 101.9 and am 1450 murfreesboro fm 100.5 smyrna and streaming at wgnsradio.com
2: tim tackett and jeff jordan jeff brought to you by fans heating and air and lee common financial services with edward jones in murfreesboro uh, jeff let's let's hit a little bit more baseball, and then we get the chipper and come back and talk some other things after afterwards, at least. Uh, College World Series, will you pay much
3: attention to it this week? Not much. A little, maybe. I, I might watch a little bit, but not a whole lot. You ever had any desire to go to that? No, I never have. I, You know, no. I'd right. probably go to the softball, maybe, before I'd go to the baseball. I don't know.
2: And softball has kind of taking a second chair, now that you mentioned that. It, it, it seems like in the past we've seen more softball this, by this time of year than uh, – have I missed something here?
3: No, I don't. I don't know. I, I do know this though. Back to what you had said before the break, and uh, the team—perhaps, maybe, maybe—winning too much. Oklahoma has probably won that too much. I'm just. I'm just putting that out there.
2: Don't, gr- girls' softball. softball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
3: I'm sure that's not true. Of an Oklahoma <laughs> fan, they wouldn't feel that way. Yeah, you you and, can't do too much of that. And can. I'm not against them. I'm just saying that it's nice to spread it around.
2: Uh, Let's go back to the, the thoughts about that ACC. I, I'm just – Okay. It's fascinating to think about the olden days. Yeah. And we lived through them. Yeah. It's the only thing we knew. But think about that. You have to be only one of these teams, Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Florida State, Clemson. Only one of those teams are going to get to the NCAA tournament, right?
3: That's right. Back then, yes. Back then. Now, five, six of them will go. Maybe. Maybe. Or more. Depends on just how good they are, of course. But, Yes.
2: Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, by the way, uh, football season just about six weeks away. I've heard that. <laughs> can you imagine that? Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Time to work on the heat index at 105. You can't do anything outside when the heat index is 105. And it had to be way above that today here in Murfreesboro. Well,
3: the, the, the TV people, and also maybe the radio people, too. I guess that means us, although we don't do a lot of it. But... Football needs to get back because they're absolutely running out of football things to talk about. <laughs> I mean, they just don't have anything. Today on 104.5, the main topic was that the, the guy, that, the Brown that they traded to yeah. uh, since Philadelphia, he, he went to Philadelphia, he tweeted that he was the best wide receiver in Titans history. Now, okay. We spent right, three
2: hours talking about that, right? Oh, all,
3: all the, <laughs> that's all they were talking about this afternoon that I heard. So, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, we need to get... Some games going. We need well, to. Get I think you and I could probably vote no on that. On uh, yeah. the way.
2: I mean, uh, talking about the Houston part of this as well. You remember Billy White, used Johnson, right? I do.
3: Was he? I know he's a great punt returner. seemed like he's a pretty good receiver too. I, I, there, there have been a lot of guys that that could possibly say that. I, I don't know. I do know this: Julio Jones is not one of them. I know that. <laughs> he was terrible this year. Leo, he barely got on the is, field. Is
2: Julio still on the roster?
3: Oh, I don't know, Tim. I really don't know. I'm, I'm sorry.
2: The poor guy from Arkansas is going to be compared to Brown all season long, long, though, isn't he? I say the poor guy. I, I hope he plays something to it. But if he doesn't, he's going to be the scourge.
3: And it, it's not his fault. Well, as soon as he got there, and uh, and he evidently he was in college an outstanding receiver. Uh, which means he'll probably be a good receiver. Absolutely. There's
2: there's not much question in my mind he'll be very good. He may be be great. Who knows? He may be. But
3: the first thing that happened to him was he was unable to finish the first practice. Oh, yeah. He was out of shape. And uh, you don't report they're out of shape. No, not unless you want to spend the weekend at Derrick Queen. Well, you do if you're 22 years old and think you're (laughs) bulletproof. Oh, that's correct. Well, anyway, he finished the next day. (laughs)
2: But <laughs> that's the maturation process, I think, Jeff. <laughs> well, they call it.
3: A week or so later, they found out he's got asthma. He didn't even practice. Now, did we not know that before? We I don't understand. But okay, <laughs> he'll be a great receiver. For Chip Walters is up next with the Blue Raider Insider Report.
1: Meteorologist Ray Miller from News Radio WGNS, with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins directly to your phone. Download the Weatherology app today, it's free in the App Store. Good afternoon, A steady flow of traffic continues to come in from Davidson County through Rutherford County on I-24. Still looks good up by Sam Cooper, Sam Ridley rather. Traffic's on the increase even more in the last few minutes outbound on Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world famous Cotton Candy
0: Wine. Log on to GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up grow, here's what you've been missing. You're not afraid to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up grow with John, Brian, and Dalton.
2: Boy, will it hurt my pocketbook if I am. Weekday mornings yes, from
0: 6 until Swap and Shop. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money.
1: You've seen the ads out there, companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Options. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything.
0: It's time, show your true blue, Blue Raiders.
1: It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance.
2: Your full service insurance agent. 390 8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance. 390
0: 8476. sports Stock on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
5: Well, good afternoon, everybody. The Middle Tennessee men's and women's track and field teams. Showed out on a national stage for the NCAA outdoor track and field championships. Interim head coach Keith Roman led the Lady Raiders to a twenty-fifth place national finish at the meet. It's the first time the women's team had placed in the national top 25 at the outdoor meet and just the second time they ever placed at the Nationals, either in indoor or outdoor. Graduate student Abigail Quartang closed out her one season of eligibility with the Blue Raiders with a national runner-up finish in the women's high jump. She battled with Texas A&M's Lamara Diston, who finished the year as the indoor and outdoor champion. Quartang tied her Ghana national record and program record of 1.92 meters to earn first-team All-American selections. Graduate student Esther Issa also earned a first-team All-American nod for her top-eight finish in the women's triple jump. Months after earning second-team All-American for her indoor performance, Issa reached a best mark of the day of 13.24 meters on her third jump. And graduate student Usela Chip continued to show why she was the best coming out of the Conference USA Championships, earning first-team All-American in the 1,500 meters and All-American Honorable Mention in the 5,000 meters. So congratulations to all the Blue Raiders who competed in Eugene, Oregon, helping Middle Tennessee to a 25th national finish in the women's uh, national uh, outdoor event. All right. Conference USA wrapped up a series of membership meetings with its board of directors, athletic directors, and senior women's administrators, faculty athletic reps, and head coaches for football and men's and women's basketball over the course of the past several weeks, including uh, concluding an in-person meeting in Dallas on Monday with presidents and chancellors comprising Conference USA's future membership. These engagements provided an opportunity for significant planning of the New Look Conference USA and were the first in-person meetings ahead of the league's transition in 2023. Uh, the Conference USA Board of Directors appointed Sam Houston State President Dr. Alyssa White as vice chair. Also, Middle Tennessee President Dr. Sidney McPhee and interim president of FIU Dr. Kenneth Jessel were appointed to as members of the executive committee. As far as upcoming championships in the next year, uh, football is will, is will be determined, but there will be no divisional format in football next year. Men's and women's basketball will be again at the Ford Center in Frisco, Texas, but both men's and women's basketball will be a 20-game full double round robin schedule for both the men's and women's. As of right now, no championships are scheduled to be hosted by Middle Tennessee, but that could change in a couple of the sports. The uh, next year's uh, baseball tournament scheduled to be in Rice uh, in Houston, Texas, which will be their final year of being in the conference. And if you missed it from the end of last week, Blue Raider tennis coach Jimmy Borndame agreed to a new five-year contract extension That was announced by Athletic Director Chris Massaro. Born Dame, who was named ITA, Ohio Valley, and Conference USA Coach of the Year, guided the Blue Raiders to their third straight Conference USA championship and a 28-5 record in 21-22. All right, that's it for this Monday. I'm Chip Walters on WGNS. or online at www.freaksideassistedliving.com
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: Jeff, I told you pre-show pre that we wanted to go down the memory lane just a little bit about Oakland-Riverdale. Uh, last week I went to Oakland. They're putting together a 50th anniversary uh, videotape of different things. One thing they wanted was all principals, past principals to come in and make some statements, which I was willing and glad to do. Saw Butch Vaughn there who was in after me. I know Mr. Nolan and Mr. Perlock both scheduled to come in as well. But think back, Jeff, you've been here longer than me, but I've been here since 1970, so long enough to know that Oakland Riverdale opening up were a big deal. Does it seem possible that those two schools could be 50 years old? No,
3: it <laughs> it really does not, you know, seem that way to me. I, but it is. I, I talked with uh, uh, Principal Blair this week, matter of fact, at Riverdale uh, about this, and I know that um, she didn't she didn't share with me what what they were planning, but they are in the planning stage of doing something for 50 years out there, and of course, Oakland celebrating the same thing. Fifty years. I talked to Missy Blizzard uh, oh maybe a month ago about it, and I think both schools are going to uh, work their basketball Hall of Fame ceremonies into the 50 year somewhere along Mm -hmm. the line. I don't know when or where. Be their choice. Um, But it, it does. It's hard to imagine, really. You know, the 50 years. It seems like. Well, it doesn't seem like 50 years, but it is. Well, we can talk sports on a sports talk show, right? Oh, and Oakland so. and
2: Riverdale both have a very rich history Yes. in sports. Uh, you know, for the longest time, they were the, along with Smyrna in the north end of the county, the, the three schools. Eagle, we don't even mean to neglect them at all, but Eagle has just a, always been a different little animal where they are. Doing a great job, by the way, winning two state championships, your baseball, softball, congratulations there. But from 72 to 88, when Smyrna split into Laverne and Smyrna, there were only three schools in the county. And then in Murfreesboro, it was Oakland-Riverdale until Blackman opened in 1999.
3: Right, right. And um, and then the I, flood I broke loose, by the way. Yeah. I I went through this like everybody else did, and I, I don't remember between um, uh, Oakland and Riverdale that, the, that we were, that we were going to actually going to do this, that we were going to build two new high schools, mm-hmm. and we were going to close Central and make it a middle school, uh, and that was the plan, and that's exactly what they did. I don't remember that there was a lot of controversy on that that statement, okay? Now, there was a lot of controversy on other things involving, and you know, who's going to do this and who's going to do that, and uh, and whether we're going to have freshmen at Riverdale. That was a big deal at, at that time. Are we, we going to have freshmen at Riverdale in Oakland or not? Well, they eventually they decided yes. They were. But there was some controversy, but not the fact they were going to build the schools. Uh, I don't think. Now, maybe somebody else well, might I mean, remember.
2: Somebody on Walter Hill probably hated to see their school closed down. Well, no, I didn't Casas. say that. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, that's, but, oh, you
3: said central then. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Let's, let's get to that. Uh, now, there, that. yes, there 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 was controversy. Uh, a number of people in the various communities like Las Casas and, and Kittrell and Rockville, they didn't like that. And they were taking away their high school uh, that had been there for a long time and, of course, their high school athletics as well uh, I guess that was an important thing but it wasn't as important as just the school itself was not going to be there anymore the, the, the hub of the school. community right as it right. was in many small communities right um, and it, and there was a good deal of controversy as well who's going to go where and how you going to split up the central faculty and, and of course obviously who's going to be the principal of of what school and just things like that. There was controversy there. But Central, particularly then, now we got to remember this is then, 72. It's not 2022. At that time, Central was way too large. Mm-hmm. It was just too big. And they'd had some problems that were directly connected with the size of the school, and uh, uh, they decided it would be a good idea to split it. And so that's what they did. When you mentioned that, I uh, uh, harkened to 1988 when Smyrna
2: High School split into two. Central High School split into Riverdale, Oakland. Smyrna High School split to Smyrna-Laverne. Jeff, there was no controversy who was going to be the principal of Smyrna High School, was there? I wouldn't think so. But <laughs> I, I wasn't but, there, but I do not think so. <laughs> uh, Bud Rakes was in, uh, clearly entrenched that that was going to be the situation there. Uh, unfair question, but I'll pose it to you anyway because I'm, I'm sure you can come up with one or two, maybe not the top ones. In the 50-year history of both schools, where do you see the, the – Maybe some of the high marks as far as athletics are concerned.
3: Well, gosh, I I, I would I would guess you would have to say um, uh, Oakland's state championship season in football and their, their first one, and and Riverdale's first one. Um, I was pleased to see both of those and, and broad, was on part of the broadcast crew for both of them. And I think that was probably the, the highlight uh, of – but, boy, there have been many of them. When you look back and you see what Gary Rankin did and you look back and you see what Randy King did and what Jennifer Grandstaff did and continues to do, Dicky Thomas, I mean, as soon as you start naming people well, – you get to Michael Burton and you got Ed problems. Allen,
2: girls basketball with Riverdale. Yes. What, what a dominant stretch they had, what, eight or nine years. Yes,
3: I mean, you know, you, you – and uh, – there is, I doubt if. Well, I'm sure there's a number of people that don't know, maybe the success. And I wouldn't say that I that I know a great deal about it. But Ricky Fields at at Riverdale has just been an outstanding teacher and track coach there for decades. And Charlie Harper at Oakland. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just a lot of people have done a lot of great things, and Mac Hawks continues to was do say, it.
2: I say there's some pretty good baseball coaches that come through. Yeah. And softball. Yeah. Jim Estes, one of our good friends. Uh, was he the first softball coach in Oakland? I believe he was.
3: I believe so. I'm not certain he was first, but yes, he was outstanding coach. Jim's a good friend of both you and me, and remains so. Uh, and I think of Buddy Powers at Riverdale, and, and and now Barry Messer, who's really been there in Lebanon and back to Riverdale. He's had outstanding success. I mean, there's just a there, there's a lot to talk about when you and, and you know. Uh, at both schools. One thing that you and I have in common that mm. most people won't
2: know is you and I both were assistant coach for Buddy Pate at Riverdale High
3: School Girls Basketball. And he's probably listening. Uh, so, And I'm here to report that we're both here. <laughs> <laughs> are we better off or not? I guess we are. <laughs> we lived to tell the tale. Yes, yes. we did. 1979 <laughs> was that year that
2: Riverdale had that magical season, went all the way to the state finals undefeated and lost to Warren County. After they had beaten Warren County four times in the season. No, no, uh-uh. Am I not
3: right? No, uh-uh. All right. They didn't play them at all.
2: Well, who did – so they got to beat Warren County? Yes. They had not played? No. Okay. Well, I, I stand I stand corrected. And really and – it, it, And I believe I'm right in saying that that was the last three-on-three girls basketball game in the state. Ever played? I think we went – Yes. In 1980, uh, I should say, is when we went to the yes. five – person format we've got now
3: you would be uh, that was exactly correct that one is right okay i'm half right then and and really uh I, I i guess i think it was memphis mitchell the night before and uh they were just uh unbelievable how big they were and how good they were and buddy out coached that guy from the from the jump ball through the whole thing and won the game had no business winning that game I mean, I love those kids. But I love them to death. But they were badly outmatched, but they didn't seem to know that. Nobody told them. <laughs> now, I wasn't part of that. I was just sitting. my they were outmatched
2: but from a standpoint of skill in basketball. Those girls were pretty good. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yep. Yeah.
2: For sure. I, you know, I I can't help but think back to Oakland and Blackman playing each other in the state championship game what, six or seven years ago now. It's been 2015, I think. When that game went to double overtime, uh, even though Oakland lost the game, tremendous basketball game to watch. Riverdale had th- their moment, as I say in '79, very disappointing loss there. But there's been more good times than bad, Jeff.
3: Well, and I have to say too, and I, I okay, this is an excuse. I remember I was not coaching then, and so it doesn't really matter. I'm not giving you my opinion as coach. Uh, I'm giving you my opinion as as a fan and as a teacher. Um, and but Riverdale lost their best player at Christmas, their best shooter, their best shooter at Christmas. And it uh, blew out her knee, I believe it was at Lebanon. I, I remember going to the hospital that night and looking at her and thinking, well, that's a, that's the state championship right there. Uh, but, hey, that's all part of it, right? You've been through it. Well, I've been through it.
2: As we know, Oakland lost its best player probably this, this year in the first play or two right. of the state first-round game. Right. And Oakland – Still ended up with a decent chance to win the game in spite of that. So yeah, it is part of the game.
3: It's just that's just the way it goes. And if I don't remember if the officials blew a call or not, I don't remember any of that uh, uh, that hurt hurt us. Uh, but that's also part of the game. And I and I will tell you this because I was there. To, I was there to watch this after Smyrna had already won a state championship uh, with, with Harry Gill as their coach. They lost one in the last second or two, and the official, he didn't blow a call. What he did, and I remember his name, but I'm not going to tell you his name, but he, he dropped the basketball. You, you remember that you, when you scored, the official brought it up and threw it to the, to the other official yeah. who threw it to the girl in the center circle sure. the center of right, the floor. Right. And, and that takes, of course, two or three seconds to do that. And he dropped the ball. The, the clock passed to him. Well, the clock ran an extra second. That is true. But it gave Bradley Central time to call timeout. I got you. Which they did, and they scored. So, I mean, I've always looked at that as a Smyrna State Championship as much as Bradley Central. But, you know, that's just the way it is. Quick break. Come back wrap things up to get the Braves baseball at 5.50 on WGNS.
5: Folks, I hope you listen in every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Hi, this is Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Do you like country living and still being close to everything? I may have exactly what you're looking for. It's a custom-built home just off 840 Three bedrooms, two baths, all the bedrooms on the main floor. Two-car attached garage and a two-car detached garage. It's a great place. you got to see it. Give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates.
1: Good afternoon. Steady full traffic continues to come in from Davidson County through Rutherford County on I-24. Still looks good up by Sam Cooper, Sam Ridley rather. Traffic's on the increase even more in the last few minutes outbound on Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Gatlinburg Wine Cellar, home of the world famous Cotton Candy Wine. Log on to gatlinburgwinecellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic.
3: We do it your way yeah. Sir Pizza.
1: Join the team at Murfreesboro's favorite pizza restaurant. Sir Pizza is now hiring at all three locations. Come by and be part of the team at Sir Pizza.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: First Bank is our sponsor for the final portion of All Sports Talk. First Bank across the state of Tennessee, certainly here in Murfreesboro where we do our banking with All Sports Talk. Jeff, uh, enjoyed the, the little visit down at Oakland-Riverdale. we got to remember back in those in 72 when these two schools opened up, population of Murfreesboro was, what, 25,000, 26,000. Would that yeah. be a fair statement I guess so. I don't really remember. Which yeah. means about 100,000 people listening today have no idea what we're talking about yeah. or, or more because the population is, is 140, I believe it is,
4: yes. It's
3: a bunch. Uh, but one thing that we're talking about controversy, you ask, you use that word, and so did I. One thing they did argue about was you're going to build those schools way out there. Way far- out there, way out there. My goodness, Riverdale's on, nearly in, in Christiana. Well, of course, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> the town has grown out to it and past it. <laughs> yeah, long time ago. That is correct. I know they opened up, when they opened up Riverdale, like uh, Oakland is not on the, as much land as Riverdale is. Um, uh, but there was only one one road to Riverdale the first year, and it wasn't even paved. It was it was gravel and tar, and it came from so 231.
2: That, that song about going to a dirt road to play play your team was was really true about Riverdale.
3: Pretty close. <laughs> 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 now the next year they they went on with the road Warrior Drive. Extended it. Oh baby, but it, you know well we do have Braves on tonight. They're they're in, they're in our nation's capital tonight. 5.50, right? The Nationals of Washington will be the opponent for the
2: Braves as they try to get to number 12 and a couple of World Series games to determine number 7 and number 8 going to the College World Series on tonight, which I suspect a few people will
3: watch. Well, I, I guess so. Did, is is Auburn out? Or, Auburn's playing tonight. They're one of them, okay. Yeah, they're one of the teams playing so tonight. We can put another SEC squad in That's there. That's exactly they're, right. They're pretty good, too. They're not bad. Not bad.
2: Alright, Jeff, thank you so much. I'll thank be you. in tomorrow. Mark Reeves, new director of uh, TSSAA will be my guest tomorrow on All Sports Talk. Thanks for listening.
1: All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Lamb and Associates. First Bank. Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Parks Auction Company. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. Jennings & Ears Funeral Home. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.